Humanity has battled with evil throughout the ages, fought tirelessly to protect itself from being consumed by the monstrous horrors that plague the land. But as darkness grows, the flame of hope grows dim. Who shall rekindle the fire? Who shall save us? So, hepatitis, here I come. Well, hopefully a bunch of douchebags with dice will do the trick. of nerds gathered around their screens drinking and dungeoneering in hopes to get some gold and girls join them for a crazy adventure these are the tabletop champions hello and welcome to another episode of the tabletop champions podcast i'm sean your dungeon master and with me tonight we have kyle who plays Torin. caught you off guard didn't i <laughs> what house were you looking now nothing will stand in our way i will finish what you started Scott, who plays Nedeline? Realist pop punk. What? <laughs> Matt, House who plays Marcus? House, of, uh, House uh, Wonder Years. House Wonder Years? Yeah. Realist <laughs> anyway. pop punk. Matt, who plays Marcus? We must do research. Ben? <laughs> Jesus, ben who, plays, ben, who plays Stark? I'm making that a thing. <laughs> You're trying, at least. Hi. <laughs> and uh, Wade, who plays Devin. Research we must do. Ugh. I hate you guys so much. <laughs> Salutations, everyone. <laughs> so, hey guys, how are you all doing tonight? Uh, we're doing good, apparently. You don't sound so well. Did you hit your head or something? I got a head wound. Uh, hey, when was your last tetanus shot? Just, just curious. Like a year and a half ago. All right. Was two okay. weeks the ago. bird feeder was wood. Probably nailed in it. So hepatitis, here I come. <laughs> and with a simple one hundred eight dollar helmet, this all could have been avoided, yeah. right? You have your hep vaccines, don't you? I I don't know. I would assume that I'm the only one on this call without hepatitis vaccines. Uh, I Can you vaccinate hepatitis? Yes. This is going to go in the weeds. Rapidly, so let's <laughs> let's, right. let's roll let's a d twenty and see see what happened last week. I rolled a five. I rolled a seventeen. I got a five also. I got a seventeen as well. <laughs> roll off, roll off. I also got a five. I got a full house. <laughs> I got a full house. <laughs> All right, Scott and Nedeline, roll off. Scott and Nedeline. Yeah, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a loser. It's all you. Yeah, we've recorded like a couple weeks, so this should be fun. All right, what happened last week, Marcus? Uh, we got to the top of the mountain thanks to uh, the dwarf. I can't recall his name. Well, Chacho and Friends. Yeah, Chacho and Friends. Aldous Dunkel and Chacho. And uh, we went through this opening that had some strange crystals with a pentagon in the middle of the, of the room and these strange women decided to attack us and after we took care of them we met with the halfling we were supposed to meet he explained to us how to permanently close the portals in exchange for killing him with a laser with a laser i think it was like more like releasing him i mean really? you did you did yeah. kill him with a laser i mean that Release, really uh, semantics, potato, potato. I'm still really confused as to where the laser came from. It was the Oculus? Oh, the light I, I, coming I, I, down like he's killing an ant? 
Yeah. So you killed him with a magnifying glass. Yes. Kind of. It was more like uh, magic magnifying glass. All right. You know, it's fucking magic, dude. We're good. (laughs) It's D&D. The only one who doesn't understand magic is Torin, and even he, like, even Natalie doesn't understand magic, so. I don't understand magic. I thought Jarrell's had innate spellcasting. I do. I mean, I don't even know how magnets work. <laughs> They're magic. I have a video you should consult. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That was, fun. <laughs> that was really good, Kyle. So, um, at the end of all that, you guys uh, decided to take refuge in um, in his house. Uh, it's very quaint, almost Hunter's cabin. You wake up the next morning fully rested. Nothing really occurs over the, the night. And, uh, yeah, you guys are in the middle of the, of the mountain range. Uh, I guess we're going to head back down the mountain, or we should uh, look through that uh, looky glass, right? Okay. Oh, it was far off in the distance. Yeah, it's, uh, they're very far away. Um, you can, uh, it's kind of like, um, it, because you're on a planet and it can see things, the, the closer you are, the brighter it is. They're all very faint. And if you, don't, you look straight, you don't see anything. But if you start to go down and look around, you might see something like below your feet or something like that because it might be on the other side of the, the world or, or something like that. So you can make out and probably get a good bearing on where you would want to go next. Okay. Um, based on what's closest, or you could just pick one, or... Alright, fair enough. I mean. uh, we can go, uh, I guess, back to in-character. So, uh, do we want to just head on back down the mountain? Uh, yeah, back to... Uh, we gotta go get our camp people again. Well, I mean, we, like, I mean, we, gotta, we gotta go that way anyway. So, yeah, let's go. Uh, do we want to uh, stay the night here? I thought we, we did already. We did that already. Did. It's a beautiful oh. morning. It's I actually already, very... I, I slept so well, I already Yeah. <laughs> Did you want to, like, just chill here and be on vacation? I thought we had, like, a whole demon portal thing going on. It is was, pretty nice I was out thinking, here. I was thinking that the, um, the slopes are very nice this time of year. We could stay. Mm, well, you can stay. We're leave- I'm leaving, so. I don't oh, think she can right. stay. Let's, let's go. Come on. Oh, you know what? Actually, I remember now uh, that we should not stay, and, uh, <laughs> that we should uh, actually go somewhere else. Uh, which was uh, Rayata. Oh God! I thought you forgot about Rayata. No, no, I all just right. I just remembered uh, that we should go to Rayata. Uh, all right, well let's let's head on back down. I, I miss my unicorn. I can Let's go. So, okay, so you guys uh, work your way out. It's it's a really nice day um, until you approach the um, mountain range that you came from. It's snowing peacefully. It's not like a blizzard or anything like that. Um, and you make your way back over. This this journey takes you a decent while. It takes you like a day and a half. You don't run into any other problems on your way back. Um, and it's still just kind of snowing. And there was a there was like a ravine you walked through where you met the giant. As you yep. get about halfway through that, um, something seems off. Uh, like it was snowing, the flakes were moving. But as you get through that, the flakes are just kind of frozen in the air. They're just kind of staying there and floating there. Ooh, this should be fun. I'm starting to be a little concerned. Uh, they almost seem those... frozen in time. This, I don't oh, think snow is supposed to freeze like that. It must be really cold. I'm not really sure. It does not snow uh, where I'm from. Okay. Must be um, does anybody cold. want to give me perception checks, or do you just want to keep walking back to the camp? 
Can I roll like a nature? Sure. I don't see a reason to think that this is strange. Uh, it's a seven. I it's also unnatural. don't. It's unnatural. Does a seventeen do anything? Um. Yeah, Marcus. You actually notice um a little like some squirrel tracks. Uh, and behind a rock, you see like a faint green light. Uh, much like uh, well, Marcus, you weren't there for it. Um, but it's basically like a a almost smoky green essence going off in the distance down the path from the squirrel's chest. Uh, I describe what I see to the rest is like, does anyone recognize that? It it looks the same as when you guys were in the um uh shadow realm, except for instead of shadow, it's like a green. Uh, it's like a green uh, does does one of the magicy people know what the hell that means? Knows what? Do you know what that means? I'm sorry, I wasn't paying attention. Um, that's I helpful. Could, I could could I try using Arcana to see maybe I recognize what type of what it could possibly be? Absolutely. Eighteen. Um, it it resonates with a little bit of magic, but not as strong as you would think. It almost seems like the magic is using this to pull something. Um, and the magic. Hold on, let me see really quick. I don't know what school of magic this. I gotta look. Without abjuration, right? Uh, we'll go with transmutation. Hmm. Like, uh, it seems like that the squirrel's like something's trying to change the squirrel. Well, it's it's getting something from the squirrel and then changing or or. So with your eighteen, you would have had to have crit for me to give you more than that. Right. But you basically it. The, uh, some sort of energy is being pulled from the squirrel and being converted somehow, but you did not. Uh, you can just tell that it's abjuration magic. Do we do we proceed? Should, should I? Should we kill it? I mean, it's a squirrel. Uh, you know, the magic squirrel. Is the magic squirrel um, going to kill squirrel, us? So the squirrel looks like it was just kind of looking for nuts, and it's just frozen in place. It don't look like it's good. Like it was in the middle of doing something, and then it just froze. It's not frozen cold, it's just locked in its position, as if time had just stopped. And I know I'm not the smart one here, but I have to imagine it's not the squirrel doing this. So, uh, uh, maybe we should follow the... The green trail? Yeah. Well, I think we're about to get fucked, so... Uh, everyone at ready? By a squirrel? I still... That, I... I don't know why you guys are so scared of a squirrel. It's kind of cute. I, I am not scared of the squirrel. All right. Well, it's are not, we gonna? It's not the squirrel I'm concerned about. It's the magic that surrounds it that I'm concerned about. So it's a magic squirrel. No. I said. <laughs> I am pretty sure that squirrels are not magical. I mean, what does a magic squirrel even do? It freezes time, apparently. Okay. Um. Yeah. I walk over and kill squirrel. I slam my axe, I slam my axe through the squirrel. So when you cut through the squirrel, it just kind of stays in position. So like you just cut it in half. Um, a part kind of separates slowly, but it's just kind of locked in position. This is an invincible squirrel. Nope, it's uh, cut in half. It's definitely no, cut in half. It's just creepy and frozen. So are we satisfied that the squirrel's not going to hurt us and we can keep doing something else now? I don't remember saying anything about the squirrel maybe hurting us. It's, there's magic going on that is freezing time. Oh, I get it. Everyone's scared of the squirrel until all of a sudden I killed it. And now we're... Oh, what are you talking about? We weren't scared of a squirrel. I told you I was not scared of a squirrel. <laughs> Let's go. All right. 
Let's, uh, <laughs> are you guys going? Or are you? I don't know. I just let's go yes, anywhere. Let's go. I guess we're yeah. going, but I'll. Is it possible to keep an eye on and see if we see any more sightings of this green light? Absolutely. I bet you, I bet you that there are no time-stopping squirrels in Riata. We should head there. It sounds so better as, and you, better. as you start working your way, it's back also down much the path, warmer. There are little green like tendrils coming together and coalescing from like different areas. You would assume that, you know, it could be like another animal or something that these beams are coming from. And they're kind of coalescing into one bigger one. And you make your way back through this ravine and you come to the encampment that leads directly into the encampment and everything is stopped. Time is frozen. The giant is like, because you had sent the giant to me, people. He's like cheersing people a drink, and he's just frozen in time. Everybody's frozen. Um, there's some people by a campfire. The campfire is frozen. Uh, the snowflakes are held in the air mysteriously. Um, Torin, did you bring um, your unicorn to this point? Uh, the yeah, the unicorn was in the encampment. Okay, so the unicorn is uh, frozen there. So uh, Sparkles is frozen there, and there's a green light coming off of its horn, going off in the distance, and all these people have this green essence of something exuding from their chests going into the distance, and it's formed a very big ray by this point into the woods. Uh, can the distance... Uh, can one of you... I'm really not liking what I'm seeing right now. Is the green light going into the direction of our city, or... Nope. It's going into a completely unexplored area of the forest that you guys have not gone into. Okay. Do you want to... There's nothing at the end. The spyglass doesn't show anything where that's headed, does it? Nope. What happens if I put a weapon between, uh, like, in the middle of a green beam? Uh, Nothing. It just kind of works its way around. Like, you know how, like, wind, um, like, goes over things? It kind of just does that. It makes almost like an airfoil. And I can't move any of the people or anything. Everyone's frozen, or I can move can, them. But yeah, yeah. If you try, you're able to move them. And but it just nothing really happens. Nothing really happens. Hmm. Like you could poke at one of the snowflakes, and it just kind of slowly gets a little momentum going forward, and then it comes to a stop again. Uh, okay. Well, uh, uh, do we? Uh, a torn. It may not be best to disturb any of this right now. Uh. Well, can you do something about the green thing? Uh. If we move along, yes. Yeah, we may just have to. You may have to follow it because I can't. There's nothing in my notes about this. Uh, okay. Yeah, I thought we could get the plot moving. <laughs> Let's. Uh, I guess we gotta follow that green thing then, huh? But uh, can we? Can we maybe not like walk straight down the middle, following the green thing wide out nope. in the open? Can we maybe okay. be a little bit smarter about it? Can someone explain to me what the plot is? It's uh, an element of story that explains stuff. I thought it was something you did when you wanted to kill somebody. Oh, that's I am familiar with. That's all I ever heard about it. I thought it had something to do with owning land. I'm yeah. quite, quite used to plots. Would you guys like to know how many nautical miles it's going to take for you to get there? Yes. <laughs> it's yes, going to take whatever you plan 13, plus two 13. hours. 13, 13 since, nautical since miles, yes. All this snow seems to be stuck in place and it's apparently not a blizzard anymore. Let's just take my car. Uh, okay. You could probably, yeah, the trees are kind of sparse enough. You could probably take the car now, the CAR. Into the air, so. Sure. You taking it up into the air? Yeah, just just over the trees. Okay. Absolutely, you're able to do that. 
So you can kind of see below you the uh, oops, the um, thing go, and it goes for about, I would say, two miles. The CAR comes flying over the trees, and, and you eventually reach the timberline, and you start going up this mountain a little bit. Um, and at the apex of this mountain is a green crystal coming out of the ground. It's huge. It's probably about um, 40 by 40 feet, or 15 by 15 feet. Sorry, that's a huge difference. Um and it's got a skeletal, like it's like it almost looks like a skeletal fish hovering above it with green flames coming out of its bones. Um, and there appear to be four cultists on either side of it, giving some sort of essence from them to this stone. You also see all from all directions these green vapors going into the crystal, and this skeletal fish is just hovering there above the. Um, the crystals. Hey, Scott. Hey, Sean. What's your favorite fish? Hey, it's French angelfish. Did you hey, know? This appears to be a gigantic, thirty-foot-tall French angelfish skeleton. That's pretty fucking sweet. Um, I'm going to put it in my three hundred gallon fish tank back at home. Sweet. <laughs> so, um, you guys come. You guys come across this scene. What do you do? I throw a master ball at it. <laughs> You haven't weakened it enough to catch it. Damn it! It's a master ball. Uh, no, somehow I, uh... in this universe, the master ball doesn't exist like that. <laughs> All right, then I put it to sleep and I throw about a hundred ultra balls at it. No, you don't put it to sleep. You, um, put, you put leech seed on it and you wait for it to kill itself using struggle. Oh, all right, I uh, do that then. Yeah, that's why I use Ivysaur as my slave trainer. I don't remember Torin buying any master balls or ultra balls before leaving the. Leaving did, the city. Did, so. did Wade did Wade just say that he uses Ivysaur as his slave trainer? Yes. I'm just gonna make an innocent right. civilian city. Um, at this <laughs> point, uh, the cultists that have these rays coming out of them notice you. Oh yeah. well, then I want to kill this one right here. Uh, yeah. Let's go ahead and roll initiative because they've yeah. noticed you. There's no surprise around here. So, uh, what is your guys' initiative scores? Mine's a twenty-four. Okay. Mine yeah, is 19.5. 0.05, you mean? 0.05. Okay. Stark 18.99 and Torn 16. Yep. Yep. All right. Uh, yeah, you're able to act first. So you run to this cultist. And I'm going to stab him with... Uh, I'm going to actually assassinate him with the dagger. Okay. Uh, does a 26 hit. It does. I do 44 points of piercing damage. Okay. You said how much damage? Uh, third, uh, 44 points of piercing damage. You kill this thing outright. Excellent. Jesus. Um, then... And can I take... Uh, I'm going to use my cunning action. And okay. I'm going to hide here in the snow right where I killed him. Okay, cool. Since, since um, as they notice dead. you, their beams start to unfocus from their chests. And as that happens, you notice all the other beams in the area that are going to this uh, crystal vanish. Cool. I got um, a 31 nice. for my stealth check. Okay. Uh, you can't really... That's. I mean, there's. you'd have to bury yourself in yeah, the snow. Yeah, that's what that. I do. I fucking, I fucking hunker down in the snow. Okay. Um, on your next turn, you'll need to make me a constitution saving throw. So sure. just be aware of that. Okay. Hey, now that the uh, green vapors have dispelled, maybe I can wait to do this on my turn, but I just want to know if I have a, my telepathic link with uh, my wonderful unicorn again. Okay. 
yeah, uh, yeah, you do. I'll go ahead and tell you now. You immediately feel the resurgence of your telepathic link. I, I, I put a call out to him. Okay. That's it. But we'll do that. We'll, do, we'll resolve sure. that on your turn. Uh, Marcus, you're up. Uh, actually, okay. so when you look at this map, green and red appear to be a little bit different uh, than the others. Um, the two cult, the, the, the cultist that Nedaline just killed, um, had a wand in its hand. These, the red and the green one appear to be holding daggers. Okay. Okay. So, okay. Um, can't really reach any of them right now. So yeah, I'm just going to move a little bit and fire off an Eldritch Blast on this far one right here. Which one? Uh, green. Okay. Okay. Let's see how this goes. Two of them. Uh, sweet. Uh, does a 25 hit? It does. That is nine points. Okay. And I critted. Okay. And I only did one damage, apparently. You mean uh, you should roll another d10. Yeah. yeah. That that was weird. Uh, no. uh, there you go. Two points. Wow. So. Okay. And that was on green, correct? Correct. Okay. Um, what else you got going for your turn? Uh, that's really all I can do right now. Okay. All right. Then we're going to move on to uh, Devin. So green got hit. Yep. And, okay. So one, two, three, four, five, six. I'll move about right there. Okay. And then let's see how far away they are from each other. That should be good. I mean, it's that big. 24 radius. Ooh. Yeah, I'm going to do that. I'm going to cast a uh, wall of fire as okay. a circle. So 20 foot radius. Okay. With 10 feet on all sides. Okay. So that's about 20 foot. No, wait. No, that's just 20, 20 foot radius. So from the center of the circle to the outside. So you double that. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah so, forty feet. so that would be huge. You'd be able to get all of them in it. Yeah. I'm, and probably I'm, Nedaline as well. You can position it to not hit Nedaline. Yeah, I was going to. But it's like forty feet. Get all of them. I think he'd, be, he'd probably he'd definitely get two of them. So that's a radius. So if you if you went from yeah. this green thing in the center, and you went outward, oh yeah, forty feet all the way, or however that all the way around. You know what I mean? Because that's the where you're drawing your point is the center of the circle. It's not diameter. It's radius. Yeah, just let me double check wall of fire. Yeah. You could, I mean, you could position it far off and still hit all of them. You shouldn't have to hit Nidalene, is what I'm saying. Oh, yeah, it's 20 feet in diameter, so... Oh, diameter. Oh, diameter, okay. Okay. Yeah. You said radius, and I was like, that's a huge fucking thing. Yeah. yeah. So, I think it's going to only... turn out to be about 40 foot, because I want to make it where the inside is harmless, the outside is harmful. Okay. So... Now I have a question. Yeah, about working. So you, said, um, you said your fire. I just had a curiosity. You said your fire is unresistible. What about yes. immunity? Does nothing to immunity. Okay, cool. Well, just curious. No reason. For yeah, no reason at all. That no you're reason curious. whatsoever. You can reconsider because I made a DM mistake there, but whatever. I think he. I think he's I'm just trying to draw. I'm just trying to draw the circle. But in the meantime, it's going to be able to hit red and blue. For certain. Okay. So, let me just pull it up. We'll do that part, Theater of the Mind. Yeah. Um, I'll move them accordingly, and you can tell me when they would be out of it. Actually, I, oh yeah, because they're within 10 feet of it. So just draw, like, 
like uh, draw shit freehand. Here we go. Let's just do this. We'll say it's really big. Oops. There it is. How does that? Okay. My little black circle. Cool. Sounds good. Might be a bit bigger than that, but that's about where it is. That's and fine. We'll go okay. with where my blue one is at if you want to do that. So it's, it's a, bigger. So it's a DC seventeen dexterity saving throw for thirty nine fire damage. Okay. Against blue, red, and the big apparent elemental. Yeah, the big fish skeleton that's got green flames wreathing it. There's no effect to it. Um, fish. The French angel fish. Sorry, the um, Portuguese uh, flounder. No such um, thing. <laughs> let's see. The red is going to roll a crit fail on his deck save. And the other one is going to roll a 17 on his deck save. So, so he takes blue. half damage. So blue takes half. So how much damage does blue take? Uh, 15 plus... I think uh, 15 plus 4, so 19. Okay. 15 or 19. And then full damage eight, again. 18, yes, it's 18. Okay, and then full damage again for... Red. And then what's the full damage on that? I'm sorry. Uh, it's 39 fire damage. Gotcha. Okay. Sounds great. Is that your turn? Uh, yeah. All right. Stark. All right. Uh, okay. So Stark is going to run towards uh, the green cultist and uh, then, as a bonus action, teleport the rest of the way using okay. Misty Step. Okay. And then Stark will attempt to uh, lop some limbs off with his longsword. Okay. Uh, I'm assuming a 10 misses. It does. How about a 20? A 20 hits. Okay. Then he takes 7 slashing damage. And he's and wounded? He is wounded. Put his wound on there. Seven slashing damage. And is wounded. Alright. So, uh, is that your turn? Uh, yep, that's everything I can do. Alright. Torin. So, uh, two things. Well, first, I reach out uh, to uh, Sparkles telepathically to try and get, you know, see how he's doing. Sparkles is like... What are you talking about? We're just hanging out at camp. Uh, and then I remember that I have absolutely no idea how to tell him to come find us because there's no longer a big green thing pointing where we went. Uh, just, I guess, keep people safe. Never mind. And then the second question uh, is a rule question. What's the decision on running? I can increase my distance, but I roll at disadvantage. Is that right? Um, Did I invent uh, that in I, my I head? I don't know. I don't know. I think I think that's the fourth edition rule. Yeah, that's what I was worried about. Is there running in five e at all, or no? I think I think it's just dashing. Uh, so dashing is you just you change out your uh, you double your movement. But that's an action. Uh, that could work though. Yeah, that's fine. Anything that lets me get uh, flanking with Stark is really what I'm trying to do here. Um, okay. And I don't mind using an action to do it because I get there and I action surge. Okay. Uh, and I am going to uh, attack the ever-living shit out of it. Uh, okay. We'll go with a uh, distracting strike. And okay. And a 19 versus AC? Uh, yeah, that's a hit. 
Good thing for advantage. Uh, so it takes 20 uh, damage, and the next, I mean, a, a Stark gets it anyway, because but he attacks at advantage. And I get one more attack. 25. Oh, that's a hit. 16 damage. Sounds great. There we go. All right. So uh, now it's their turn. Um, let me see that count off that I had before really quick because I want to make this as fair as possible. So the angelfish kind of raises up in the air a little bit, and it looks at the party and what's going on. And it rolls a five. So it looks at, I think it's Marcus. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yep. It looks at Marcus. And uh, Marcus, I'm going to need you to... Uh, Roll a new character. Uh, yeah, pretty much. I'm going to need you to roll a dexterity saving throw. Oh, God. You're good at those, right? 24. Oh. Oh. Yeah, you oh. save. Um, okay. Uh, you save just fine. Nothing happens. Um, the, green cultist at or the green cultist at disadvantage is going to, uh, going to attack Stark. We'll say Stark. That's fine. I get to attack it for free, then. Why does he have disadvantage? Because he's being flanked, isn't that it? No. Okay, never mind. Then he just attacks normally. Um, he's going to attack you twice with a short sword. Okay. Twenty-six versus AC. Yep, that that does hit. Uh, after he finishes, after he finishes. So let me get that, let me get that, that out of the way. Yeah, let me get that out of the way first. So you're going to take six piercing damage, and I need you to make a Constitution saving throw. Okay. Uh. Constitution saving throw. Eight. Uh, you're going to take an extra 24 poison damage. Ouch. Why is it always the king? Okay. Um, then after that's resolved, what happens, Torn? Uh, I get to attack him. Okay. Uh, uh, 28 versus AC. Uh, that's going to be a hit. 15 damage. Okay. He's not looking so good. Yeah, because uh, he attacked. I'm a sentinel, and he attacks someone who isn't me and is adjacent to yep. me. So. Oh, and okay. also I forgot his wound. Damage. Oh yeah, what's how much how much is his wound damage? <laughs> One damage. Cool. He's still up. He's hurting though. Oops. Okay. Um, and then let's see here. How far is this? He's he is going to run up. Oh, he's oh, so close. He not... Sorry. The is red he is going to. Again? Oh yeah, he is attacking you again. Nineteen versus AC. That is a miss. Okay. Um, so nothing happens there. Okay, Red is going to stay right here, and it's going to pull out a crossbow, and it's going to attack Nettaline for 14 versus AC. That's a miss. Okay. And then Blue is going to run up next to... Man, what is going on with my roll 20 right now? Blue is going to run up next to the fire creature. No. Okay. Okay. Sean. Yeah. When Red yes. ends his turn? Oh, when yeah, because Red was red was at the... Uh, yep. 29 fire damage? Yeah, well, I have to roll a deck save, don't I? Or no? no. When okay. it ends his turn. Gotcha. What about Blue? Uh, Blue ran they... out, but... Uh, Blue's still close to the wall. Okay, then Blue runs over here. Oops. Sorry, that guy didn't mean to move. Blue runs there. Okay. All right. Sounds great. Uh, Nettaline. Um, I'm going to 
launch a crossbow bolt at green. Okay. Uh, first, I'm going to move 10 feet, though, so that I am within short range. Okay. And I'm going to launch that crossbow bolt. Does... Oh, fuck. Does a 14 hit? Um, it does not. Damn it. All right, I miss and end my turn. Okay. Marcus? Okay, let's see. I am going to move closer to the blue guy because I'm not liking how he's just suddenly all of a sudden really close to this angelfish. Okay. French. And French angelfish. And I'm going to attack with my uh, vicious rapier. Okay. Does a 18 hit? Uh... 16? Oh, wait. Yes, 18 does hit. That's 9 damage, and the second attack for it is the 16. Does that hit? It does. That is 6 damage, and... Oh, man. He is close. And then my scimitar. That's a 14 hit. It does. Oh, don't get close to Slayer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You kill this thing. You kill this cult fanatic. You stab it through, and it dies. Awesome. And I was at my maximum movement, so that's about it. Okay. Devin. I am going to willingly end the concentration on my wall of fire. So okay. that's gone. And then uh, I'm going to twin a fourth level spell, casting Polymorph T-Rex on my Paladin and my Fighter yet again. Okay. <laughs> 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 Let me open oh, up I'm my... So excited. I'm so excited for things to happen in this fight. Let me open up my other character sheet. Yeah. Time to look at Barney. Just to enlarge yourself, if you guys can do that. I can't. We can't. But okay, so, I can understand what, what it means to be. So like there? I think it's a size larger. It, it's, yeah, it's a three by three square. Jesus. It's, it's a T-Rex. <laughs> yeah. I know, but I'm I just mean, picturing it in my head. <laughs> Yeah, and all of a sudden, this fucking green dude... Which all of a sudden, on a, on a snowy mountain, two T-Rexes just fucking materialize like Godzilla. You know this green dude's having a bad fucking day. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, oh, he was already about to die, and now he's flanked by T-Rexes. <laughs> and then uh, I'm going to spend two more sorcery points to quicken a firebolt onto red. Sorry, guys, I got an alert on my computer. Emergency alert. If you heard that. I don't know if you did or not. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Sorry about that. You should be. Okay, Sean? Yes. Does a 17 hit? Uh, yes, it does. 12 fire damage. Okay. And that's my turn. Okay. Sounds great. Uh, Stark. All right. Well... As Stark suddenly finds himself to be, you know, a slightly larger. Uh, and now, sli- here's, my, here's my question about your polymorph, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, how does polymorph work? Like, say you drop to zero hit points, okay? Well, while I'm polymorphed? Yeah, you still maintain your character's hit points when you go into polymorph. Explain to me how polymorph works, because I'm ignorant. Okay, Sean, the polymorph hit points are treated like temporary hit points. Okay, so it's on top of their hit point maximum. Yes. Okay, and what? Once the, so once their once the T Rex's hit points hit zero, they return back to normal with their hit points, unless the damage that was 
that reduces the tier X to zero hit points, if there's still excess damage, it carries over to them. Yeah. Now, is this a concentration from you? Yes. Then how did you cast that spell against red after that, if you were concentrating? Uh, bonus action, firebolt. Okay. You can cast spells while still concentrating. Okay. But sorcerers can quicken spells with... No, I'm just, I'm just curious. I'm trying to figure out how all this works. Like, I... Yeah. I've looked at the Tyrannosaurus Rex stats. Yeah. Oh, and also the T-Rexes get the class feats, apparently. Sweet. So, one holy T-Rex and one fighter-y T-Rex. Yep. Now, it appeared as magic coming from you when this occurred, right? Yes. Okay, cool. Yeah. I cast the banishment spell. I twinned it. The disarming strike I do is the T-Rex is the literal disarming of (laughs) (laughs) uh, creatures with my teeth. Okay. Okay, well, Stark is going to go ahead and uh, try and eat this cultist in front of him. Okay. So uh, he's going to try and bite him. Uh, Does a 30 as a crit hit. (laughs) Yes, that does hit. All right, so he's going to take 71 damage. It dies. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty sure you just ate him. I just ate that cultist. It dies. Yeah. Uh, Stark, you got something in your, in your teeth. He can't understand you. He's a literal T-Rex. Oh, okay. And uh, Stark's gonna walk over a little bit and then slam the uh, blue cultist with his tail. Okay. Huh? Uh-huh. It's great. The blue cultist is dead. Sorry. Marcus killed it. Oh, you're right. Then... Yeah. Uh, can I do it to the angelfish? The sure. French angelfish? How far is your reach? Ten feet. Uh, ten feet. Okay. You guys are fucking assholes. <laughs> <laughs> you are within five feet at that point. Okay. Uh, oh, wait. I already rolled it. Uh, 18. Sorry. Um, let me check and say C. You hit. Okay. So it takes 22 damage. Okay. And uh, you notice the T-Rex's tail also glows with a radiant light as uh, I do a divine smite on top of that. Okay. Um, so you, uh, oh wait, you're not within five feet. Okay, never mind. Yep. Um, is it a fiend or undead? It is. I'm going to say uh, it's undead. Okay. Okay. Cool. So. Uh, so it takes 16 extra radiant damage. Okay. And is that, that is you my... laughing, Devin? Yes. <laughs> At the wanton destruction that he is sowing <laughs> by proxy. <laughs> Don't be mad at me. Don't be mad at me. It's, all it's okay. But it's just now I get to see my T Rexes actually do work. Right? Hey, I just ate a cultist, so. They're putting in the work. I mean, that one round of damage dealt more than I did with my other spell, so. Yeah. Yep. What sucks right, is that... you didn't even do anything crazy, like with anything I gave you that's legitimately in the fucking game book. <laughs> It's so goddamn broken. <laughs> it's the best part. <laughs> so Torin, uh, the dinosaur, roars and okay. charges forth and bites at the big green thing. Okay. Uh, does. Oh, boy. Uh, I'm, am I flanking it with Marcus? Can uh, a gigantic monster creature with reach not in, I mean, you're not in melee. Uh, I mean, I am in melee for this creature. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> in which case, does 29 hit AC? It does. Ah, 36 damage? 
and okay. then it's going to. But it's your tail's non-magical, correct? Uh, I is non-magical. I am yes. non-magical, correct? Okay. And but the tail—that was actually my face. The tail is going to swing around and hit red. Uh, twenty-six versus AC. That's a hit. Eighteen damage. Uh, you kill red. So how much damage was on the T Rex? Thirty-six. Or on the uh, the green thirty-six. So. Yeah. Because that one, I wanted to. Yeah, do it doesn't look like it hurts it, it hurt it as much as you thought it would. It's okay. I'm gonna keep doing that. Okay. And that's my turn. Go ahead and roll something. Okay. Uh, this thing is going to look at Devin. Hi. Uh, Devin, I need you to make me a dexterity saving throw. Is it against a magical effect, like a spell? Um, is it against a spell or no? Emits a beam of pure destructive energy. So that sure sounds. That sounds more just like a straight it's, up attack. Yeah, okay. but it. But the effect is like a spell, but it is not. It is it's just not an actual an spell. Yeah, it's not an actual spell. So dex save, right? Mm-hmm. Cool. Oh boy! I critically failed. Okay, oh, so well. here's the thing. I'm gonna ask you if you want me to roll damage or do the median. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say do the medium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. What kind of damage it is? What? Go yeah. for roll damage. What kind uh, of damage? It's, for, it's force damage. Oh, uh, roll it. It's uh, roll okay. it, really? Mm. Uh, Bye, Devin. It was nice playing with you, Devin. I can't wait to meet. It's saw the magic the coming from you that turned these T Rexes on. 72 oh. force damage. <laughs> I'm exactly at zero. That sucks because if it uh, if this damage reduces the target to zero hit points, the target is disintegrated like a disintegrate spell. Ah! Oh! Is this an actual fucking beholder? Nope. This is a creature I picked up. Well, I okay. I'm sorry, man, but what was the median damage on that? Uh, 75. Oh, so it would have done okay. it anyway. Uh, wow. That's fucked up. Alright, All right. Well. so, um, a beam of disintegration comes out of this, the mouth of this fish, and just turns Devin into a pile of dust. You see a and then there's just a couple items on the ground, but the rest of it is just ash. Uh, okay, and then at some point we then um, magically shrink back down to our normal size, I yes, assume. it happens almost immediately. It sure seems like concentration was broken. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so, and then we see the, you know, the, the pile of dust, and I'm sure we can deduce what's happening. Yes. Okay. So you guys are back to your normal size. At the end of this guy's turn, Marcus, I need you to take 10 fire damage. Okay. Um, and we're going to move on to Nedaline. Nedaline, okay. are you distraught at the loss of, loss of your old lover? Uh, no, not particularly. Everything's dead except for the... Except for Everything's dead except for the green thing in the middle. He always called me uh, the Dom next door, so I'm not particularly sad. <laughs> Um, I'm going to move into flanking with uh, Stark here, or I guess Marcus it is. Okay. And I'm going to sneak attack the French angelfish. Okay. You're kind of on top of it. but uh, Does a 19 hit? It does. Okay. 
it's a really low roll, but I got a 23 for damage. Okay. Uh, you crack some of its bones, but it's still standing. Awesome. Um, I'm going to use my cunning action to stealth Okay. for 17. All right. Uh, Marcus, you are up. Okay. Oh, wait. Uh, did you attack it with a melee attack? That was yes. a melee attack, correct? Yeah, that was a melee fire, attack. Take 10 fire damage. Okay. Marcus. Um, yeah, I have nothing else to do, so I'm just going to go ahead and do melee attacks, even though I will be damaged from it. Okay. So I'll hit with the rapier. Okay. Does a 26 hit? It does. Does 8 damage. Okay. And this is with the Colossal Slayer. That's another 8 damage. Okay. And does the second attack hit with a 14? Uh, it does not. Okay. And last attack is going to be the Scimitar. Okay. 29. That's a hit. For a total of 8 damage. Alright. Uh, you kill this thing. You chop through it. Its bone fragments scatter. Its essence is all of a sudden just there's just this green explosion of energy. And uh, it crumbles to dust in front of you. And the crystal that was below it cracks and splits down the center. Hmm. And everybody's very quiet. Well, it's not, it's not our turns. So uh, there is, there's nothing left to fight here. Uh, all right. So when it crumbles, I, I'm going to walk over to the, the, where Devin was and I guess okay. try and find Devin? Or like, what happened? There is just a there's just a pile of ash sitting there. Um, all of Devin's magical items are sitting there on the ground. Uh, um, but he is he is crumbled to dust. Uh, there is just kind of a little breeze, and some of the dust scatters a little bit. But it's just a little pile, much like you saw uh, when you focused that light on the halfling. Uh, okay, I I I pick up the stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody else walking over and looking at uh, Devin's corpse um, at this point? Because I need, I need, I need some descriptive shit of what's and, happening. And I, I'm like, I'm like, I pick up his stuff, I put it in my bag, and then like I, I try and find like a, a piece of like leather or something, and I like I, I try and like brush most of him, like into like a bag or like a piece of cloth, like whatever. Okay. Like I'm just packaging. How would you know to do that? What do you mean? How would I know to do that? Well, why why would you know to save Devin's ashes? Uh, well, he, because you want to, be... to bury him. Yeah, okay. you may want to do some sort of funeral for his ashes. All right. You you, you know. Uh, listen, I, I know. You, you, uh, I'm just questioning metagaming. That's all. Metagaming. I'm burying him. I have no intention beyond that. Okay. Remember like, how we have a funeral? I was going to make a joke about you not having to come to his funeral. It was a whole thing. <laughs> oh, like, I'm sorry I ruined that this, for you. None of this is a metagame, I promise. <laughs> uh, most of it's a pickpocket, and the other part is like, you know, <laughs> I'm trying to be a, a good, what, what would a, a, a good character do? And a good character would bury his friend. <laughs> so uh, Stark, um, Stark is like stood there like staring at uh what was left of Devin and has just like gone over and is like smashing this crystal with his sword Devin just Devin just texted last words were oh fuck (laughs) no it's more like Uh, no it's more like it's more like oh fuck fuck 
<laughs> I'm gonna take a piece Shoot. of the shard as as like a trophy. Okay. Um, and as you look at the cultists, if you guys are looking around a little bit as as all of this is happening and you're taking it all in, the cultists are wearing different symbols than what you've noticed. So far, you've noticed a skull on one of the cultists, or they've done like put a skull on someone. You've also noticed the handcuffs. Um, these cultists are wearing a. Um, do you guys know what a Chris knife is? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's like the kind of jagged knife uh, around their neck. It's a pendant, smaller than an actual dagger, more of a symbol. Oh, all right. I'll leave it be then. And it's got uh, a green, a green tint to the edges of it. Okay. Well, unless someone stops me, Stark is going to go around and smash all of their holy symbols or go whatever it. it is. Okay. Probably that sounds like yeah. You know, take out his anger on. Uh, is Stark pretty pissed well. right now? What? Huh? Is Stark pretty pissed right now? Yeah. What even was that thing? Uh, it looked like a French angelfish to me. Well, you would know. I'm going to need you to roll a fish check. Uh, all right, I will uh, make a fish check. Uh, nature check, nature check. Uh, also, why did, I not, why did I never use the trident of fish command in that battle? I was really... I was really pissed when I remember you had it when I came out with it, and then you didn't use it. I got a uh, 12 for a fish check. Yeah, it, <laughs> a nature check. Well, you got to roll. So what would your nature check have been? I don't know. I rolled a uh, 12 for a fish. <laughs> uh, I get a uh, 19 for a nature check. Uh, yeah, you would know. You've read a book. Uh, you, when you came up from the Underdark, you tried to research a little bit about this land, and, and you found out that this would have been uh, the skeleton of a giant uh, French angelfish. Uh, that's what I said. Uh, it's a giant skeleton of a drow angelfish. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like an oxymoron. So, Which part? Um, all right, well, what do you, what do you guys do now? Um, uh, I believe that we were heading to Rayada. Uh, I think we gotta go back to Steebrook with our encampment. I think we may have to, uh, tell some folks about what just happened. Yeah. Um, so you hear, you're like, uh, Torin, all of a sudden you hear in your mind, uh, Torin, I don't feel so well, and a lot of the people here don't feel great. Uh, can you detect, uh, magic or evil or do something to figure it out? I, I, I think that... Something weird happened. We were just chatting, and then you telepathically connected to me, and we chatted, but I feel pretty weak, and everyone around here feels pretty weak, even though we were just eating and feasting. Uh, yeah, it's been a little while. Maybe you should uh, rest and uh, eat something. Oh, okay, I'll, I'll, te- I'll try and tell everybody else to do that as well. When, when are you going to be back? Probably soon-ish. All right. Is everything okay? You sound sad. Uh... Uh, I'll give you an update when we get there. Hey, Sounds- you, uh, you can't bring people back from the dead, right? Um, let me check my character sheet. You can't, uh, what, you can't, you can't. What do you, what do you mean bring someone back from the dead? I mean, like, if they were, like, really dead, like, super dead. Not, like, on the way to dying, but, like, dead and then gone some further. Did, so, did you find a body? Uh... Yes, there is no. definitely. Well, there's no body there. You can't. You're not here in my head having this conversation. <laughs> my bad. There's there's, uh, you know, parts, parts. <laughs> Let's go with parts. 
Uh, I, I don't know that I could do that, but I guess we'll just talk about it when I see you. Can you ask around? Ask around. Yeah, I'll ask around, but these these soldiers are not really magic-y, <laughs> magic-y type. Just, just ask. Maybe one of the goblins. I'll go tell ask them, the goblins. Yeah, tell them no worries. Everything's fine, uh, but ask around. Thanks. Okay. Bye. Bye. This is, like, this is like when you hear an intercom on a plane. This is like, if there are any pilots, can you please come forward to the cockpit? <laughs> there's no, a doctor on the plane. Yeah, there's no problem. But anyone who's maybe flown a plane before, come on up. Is so, this airplane now? Exactly. <laughs> uh, um, all right. What are you guys doing? Uh, well, I think we're going to gather up our things, probably. I believe I was uh, ruminating over uh, drawing to fish. <laughs> Did the did they drop any loot? Uh, nope. <laughs> I'm just sketching the thing because I've never seen anything like this before. Well, you you would have seen it from the uh, B series of Irulan oh. if you searched the book. I uh, probably should have done that. So, um, you could do that if you would like. Well, it seems like something Marcus would have done. Well, I I think maybe we should also just start heading back too. But, yeah, because we got to get back to Steebrook, uh, I think soon. Okay, okay. So you guys, uh, Devin's ring is still there that has the car. Well, if you want to use that, or you could trek it back. Uh, I would uh, flick the. So let's do a highlight of the magic items that we're talking about here. Okay. Sorry, sorry to do this, Wade, <laughs> but. <laughs> <laughs> we got your corpse. What do we find? I mean, you know, we gotta create a quick inventory here. There's a scarf of spell resistance. I know that much. Did you Wait. keep my? How's my bag of holding? Still intact. It's a ma- magic item. Anything that okay. ruminates magic is still intact. It has a rope of entanglement. It has a disguise. Big cultist. It has uh, the crystal scope thingy. It has dice. It has. Three daggers. It has. Uh, what else do I have in there? Sorry, I just threw in my character sheet. Uh, let's see. Add my Chris. Add my heirloom crystal thing. It had explorer's pack, the mental spell resist, my braces of defense, a wand of the warm age one. Uh, I think that was it. Maybe a healing potion or two. Okay. Okay. I have a great idea for Saturday. We'll talk about that after the game. But um, okay. Okay. So you guys head back. Do you take the CAR? Do you trek? Do you? Yeah, I uh, I hand all the magicy shit to somebody else. Uh, I, I that's basically what I'm doing. I like rifle through it. I probably take like a healing potion and two daggers and go. Who wants this magicy stuff? We got to bring it back <laughs> down to Steebro. So I will take it. Start. Carries anything. It, se- like, it seems only stuff. right. I don't think, I actually think maybe not you. Look, I'm the only one who's had to see him naked, so I should uh, get the stuff. I mean, we saw him shirtless so much that what's the point? I, I mean, saw him pantsless. Actually, you've all seen me naked. I think we have seen the tiefling dick. Oh, There's been actually, too much talk because... about tiefling dick <laughs> to not. Well, there was the time it. we got arrested and had all our clothes and stuff confiscated. All the, all the well, all right. Apparently, you guys did yeah. a lot more than I was aware yeah. of. Listen, listen, who hadn't seen that man's dick? That's I haven't, thank gosh. <laughs> as far as you know. I guess the but stuff you've heard, goes you've heard, you've heard Bill was rumors about it. Yeah. Uh, 
I, I guess this stuff goes to Marcus then for being the only <laughs> one who has not seen it. Uh, that seems fair, and I throw the pack at Marcus. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, I juggle and was able to catch it. Good. There's something about a research catch line. Uh, all right, let's. Uh, I guess we gotta head back to the group. Um, and does somebody else want to do like the talking bit? Because I, I, the last time one of us died, because uh, it's it's happened. I was bad at I was bad at being the one that did all the talking about it, and people got all like cry and shit. And I don't, I don't, I'm not good at that. I would imagine that His Majesty would uh, talk to his uh, loyal subjects. That seems good. I'm fine I, with that. I agree with that. All right. Good Good luck, buddy. And then I head back towards the camp. Question. Can anyone drive the car? Oh, yeah. No. Uh, I don't know how to do that shit. You could try. Uh, yeah. You, Just, I would imagine that uh, you are the uh, most qualified. Uh, I don't even know how it's designed. Well, perhaps you should uh, do some research. Oh, boy. You know, for a man whose catchphrase is research, you seem to do not too much research. Uh, I believe that uh, maybe... I I'm pretty sure that Devin put down a teleportation pad when we landed. Uh, well, we gotta... Yeah, but we gotta get back to camp uh, uh, we, first. We may, we may have to well, walk. I can oh. give it a shot. Alright. Do that, then. Alright. Let's uh, get in the car. Okay. Um, right. Give me some sort of... Is, is there vehicle handling? <laughs> <laughs> it's actually not that difficult. It's fairly intuitive. You can use it. Awesome. It'd be a vehicle air check, right? <laughs> yeah, it's something like that. So um, you're actually able to drive it. It's, it's not that difficult. You get the hang of it pretty quickly. And you fly back to the camp and everybody's just kind of like cold and like going to bed. Uh, okay. I, I go and reunite with my unicorn. Okay. Um, to, he says, "Torn, I, I feel pretty weak." Yeah, you should rest up. We'll 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 head up the first light. Okay. So are you guys all gonna sleep? He says, "Where where's where's Devin?" Uh, and I just turned to to Stark. Well, you're having this conversation in your head. Oh God <laughs> damn it! <laughs> God damn it! Uh. He, uh, well, he's, well, uh, he, he's dead. By the way, does anybody, do, oh, sorry. He's, he's dead? <laughs> he, he, how, what, what happened, Torin? Some big green thing. Well, he turned us into a dinosaur, and we chomped at some green thing, and the green thing was like, hey, that asshole turned those two things into dinosaurs, and then shot a beam at it. And now he's this. And I take like a handful of dust out of my pocket. And take like, a handful of Devin? Yeah, and I like put it back in my pocket. Trying not to spill too much. I'm and fucking facepalming so hard right now. As, as the dust scatters a little bit, you just hear dust in the wind. All we oh, are I just got something I had. What'd you forget? Inspiration. Oh. 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 You see sparkles get sad and like a tear drops to the ground, it freezes before it hits the ground, and then you just see him get mad. And like pink uh, vapor comes out of his nose as he snorts, and he's just pissed. And he's like, did you, did you at least stop him, Torin? Yeah. These bastards, these evil bastards, we'll get him. I mean, we got him. Uh, 
he's dead. I mean, everything up there is dead. There ain't, well, there ain't, there ain't nothing left living. Well, it didn't, it don't change anything though. You can get angry and you can stomp, but uh, I, you know, we, we killed him. I seen the dead thing. It, it, nothing changes. I guess we should go back to Steebrook and tell everyone what happened. Yeah, that's on Stark. But yeah, we should definitely go back to Steebrook. He's he's the talky one. All right, you know the quiet guy that doesn't actually talk that much. <laughs> that one. <laughs> so, um, the the army kind of starts to put themselves back together, getting ready for. Well, no, they t- they they look like they want to spend the night. Yeah, I think you know based on what you were describing, it kind of sounded like they needed to. Yeah. So um, you spend the night from a out-of-game standpoint. All of these troops, including your unicorn, are at half hit points. Okay. okay? But they do not regain them after a short rest. Well, if we stay tonight, it would be a long I mean, after after a long rest. Interesting. Okay. So sparkles will regain one hit point per day or per long rest until back at hit point maximum. So it's... It's a, they regain one hit point of total hit points available, hit essentially. Because obviously, um, Sparkles has the ability to heal himself, so it's yeah, just... Yeah, but it's the hit point reduced. maximum okay. will increase one per day until he's back at his full real hit point maximum. All right. I mean, he's pretty squishy already, so oh. he's a real squishy little unicorn, right? That puts him down to, yeah, about 33 hit points. Okay. Okay. So you guys make the somber walk back to Steebrook the following day. Um, there is a teleport pad. You go up the teleport pad, and people in Steebrook are really happy. Um, there's something going on that you can't quite tell, and when you go outside Chachkis, it's super busy. Um, and give me a perception check, everyone. Torin, you do yours at advantage. Uh, Even at 15, you still notice. Uh, there's a structure behind tchotchkes now. There's two, actually. Um, anybody who rolled above a 15 notices that there is some sort of glass window structure that's huge behind tchotchkes. Also, Torin, you noticed that, uh, and Nedaline, you also noticed that the area where there was the still, it's been reconstructed. And it's bigger and different. Okay. Well... And out from the front of the tavern walks, uh, what was her name? The werewolf girl. Uh, Lupar Derevin or something like that? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'd have to look it up. But yeah, that sounds she, right. Yeah, uh, she walks out of the front of Tchotchkes uh, and is just with like a bunch of people carrying cases and cases and cases of something and loading them onto a wagon that Bach Flittergrind is in front of. Uh, hi. What's, uh, what, what's going on? Seasonal brew. I, I sold my parents' farm. I had no reason to be down there anymore, and I promised I would help you guys. So I, uh, I, I moved up here. I sold my parents' farm, moved up here, and started a pumpkin patch. And we were able to brew some of the seasonal brew. People love it. And she uh, hands oh, over. Oh, you got more like, of them big tomatoes? Yeah, we, we got them <laughs> tomatoes. And she, uh, she hands over a bag of 40 gold coins, which All is right. unheard of for that amount of time that you've been gone. Uh, she's I'm like, here's the bar's revenue. I'm more curious about how much construction you accomplished in a, a relatively short period of time. It took I you think. guys a while to get up there and back. But All right. It, 
it's constructed. She used the pumpkins that were on the farm, and she obviously moved up here prior to that and was plotting things out. Sure. We're using Game of Thrones time here. And she <laughs> says, uh, she says, here, you all need to try one. And she uh, passes out the beer, and she's holding one extra one, and she's like, Where, where's Devin? Uh, I think we should uh, drink this too, Devin. What do you, what do you mean? <laughs> uh, and then like I look at Stark again. Uh, and that there's a lot of people in the town crowded in this one area. They're like very excited about this. They almost they they can see this as like a thing of revenue. Like this is a great boon to the city, and yeah. so they're excited about it. But <laughs> as long as they're excited about being here in this exact location for a while. <laughs> Yeah. But what? yeah, Stark Stark says uh Devin didn't make it. Didn't didn't make it where? And the people around just start you hear some murmurs in the crowd. And then Chu pops through the crowd and he's like, What what where's Devin? What, what happened to, to Master Devin? Sink a dagger through his spirit. <laughs> 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 we had enough death for one day. <laughs> you have to roll that's a good Paris back. quote I don't actually do that to Chew I'll, <laughs> le- I'll leave that I'll leave him to, to Torin what what happened to Master Devon? and then you see Torin just go like slam the beer back this is your fault and he storms off <laughs> <laughs> you did this uh, Stark like gets down on one knee like so, you know he's like eye to eye with Chew and uh, he says Devin was killed while we were fighting uh, some cultists. And Chu just tears up and then starts bawling and takes off his underwear oh, and dries a tear from his eye and just runs screaming back into the crowd, just off wailing, the, crying. Off the side of the floating <laughs> never be off. seen from again. He just runs off <laughs> wailing and crying. He went, the, he went to the same place that Paris's sister went, which is... The crowd, the side of the, yeah. the crowd, it begins to settle in and everyone is silent. And I think that's where we'll end this episode. Sad so, times. So, everybody, thanks for listening to the Tabletop Champions podcast. Uh, you can find us at tabletopchampions.com. I'm Sean, your DM. Or you can find me at Sean, the DM. Uh, you can find me at Fung. You can find Scott at Elanond RPG. You can find Ben at The Void Man. The O is a zero. You can find Matt at RP underscore G Gamer. I guess and all we can really say is toodles. Bye. Toodles. Wait, Devin? Toodles. Yes. You gotta be the last toodles tonight. Kyle, I'm ruling. Devin. <laughs> oh, the highway to hell. I will toodles. I close my eyes Only for a moment And the moment's gone All my dreams Pass before my eyes In curiosity All we are is dust in the wind Oh